15, he says, you have been going through 1 Corinthians and that I should continue on with the work that you've been doing. In the passage in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul is talking about resurrected bodies. He asks in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, how are the dead raised? And what will our resurrection bodies be like? Now, in chapter 15, Paul has spent the previous 34 verses proving that there is a resurrection. And he said that since Christ rose from the dead, those who place their faith in him will also rise from the dead. And so Paul now addresses the natural questions that arise from this reality. If we're going to rise from the dead like Christ did, what will the experience of resurrection be like? What will our resurrected bodies be like? Let's look at the first question. How are the dead raised? Well, both the Old and the New Testaments teach that the dead shall be raised. Consider Job 19.25. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he shall stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. Daniel 12.2 proclaims, Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. The prophet Isaiah rejoices, but your dead will live. Lord, their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. It's going to be a wondrous thing. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. In John chapter 5, verse 28, John says, you shouldn't be amazed at this. For a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear, the, will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. And Paul tells us how will this resurrection, how will this rising occur? Romans 8:11, Paul says, And the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. If you've placed your faith in Christ, you've been given a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. 1 Corinthians 16, 4, Paul goes on to say, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. How will we be raised? It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. I had a very moving experience a number of years ago and I was in Israel with a number of other Anglican pastors. And the mother of one of the Anglican pastors who was traveling with us passed away one night while we were by the Sea of Galilee. And so suddenly our tour changed and we began to say, what should we do? What is the law in Israel, particularly if you're not Jewish? And so we found by the Sea of Galilee the Scottish cemetery and Jewish law proclaims that as a person dies they must be buried within 24 hours. And so the Jewish people that were with us uh, attended to that. And we gathered that evening by the Sea of Galilee watching the sunset over the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this woman who passed away was a very devout believer 
her daughter said, I can't think of a better place for my mom to be buried than the Sea of Galilee, overlooking the water that Jesus walked on in that miracle. And so we had a guitar, we prayed, we praised the Lord, we read scripture, and there was just a real feeling of joy and celebration as we celebrated this wonderful woman's life, uh, her godly faith, and her daughter gave a wonderful moving testimony about her mom. And at the end of the funeral, all of our Jewish friends that were there came up to us and said, how could you be so joyous at a funeral? You know, if we were at a funeral, people would be wailing and tearing their clothes and you know, throwing dust in the air and it would be a time of great mourning and, and people would be overwhelmed by grief. But, but you all were praising with joy. And so we began to tell them about the resurrection of Jesus and that as believers, that even as Christ was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, there will come that time when we too will be raised from the dead with him. This is a great joy. It's a great comfort. It's a great statement of faith in the ultimate reality of life. That when death comes, we have to face the ultimate questions. Paul is very direct. He reminds us that our earthly bodies must die. And so in 1 Corinthians 15, 35, he says, some may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life until it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. And Paul goes on to say there are heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind. And the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and stars different from stars in their splendor. In talking about these earthly bodies that will occur after death, the first analogy Paul gives us is that of seeds and plants. By being buried in the ground, the seed seemingly dies. Yet in the very spot where that seed was planted in the earth, new life emerges, different in appearance from the seed. Yet the plant remains the same living entity. So a tomato seed produces a tomato vine. Both seed and vine, though they look very different, are still tomato. And that's Paul's point. Paul goes on to reflect that the world is filled with different kinds of bodies. Animal bodies, human bodies, heavenly bodies, earthly bodies. Why should we be amazed that God should create one more kind of body? The resurrected human body. Paul says this is what happens to us. Our birthly, earthly body must die to give life to our heavenly body. Who we are won't change. Our heavenly body may be different, but we will still be the same person. And he goes on to say in verse 42 that our heavenly bodies will be different. They will be imperishable. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. 
It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. So Paul's basic point is our earthly bodies will perish. We will sow our earthly bodies like a seed, and they will perish, and they will undergo decay. Our earthly bodies will be sown perishable, in dishonor, and in weakness. But then he goes on to say, but our heavenly bodies will be raised imperishable. They will not be raised in dishonor, but in glory. They will not be raised in weakness, but in power. They will not be raised a natural body, but a spiritual body. And this is the most profound thing that Paul says, I believe. Our heavenly bodies will be heavenly. Think about that. Our heavenly bodies will be heavenly. Just as these earthly bodies were designed for life on earth, our heavenly bodies are designed for life in heaven. But whatever God has created the environment of heaven to be like, he has also created bodies that are suited to life in heaven. These bodies will never grow old, wear out, or get sick. Just as these earthly bodies are earthly, our heavenly bodies will be what? Heavenly. heavenly. We can learn a few things about our heavenly bodies from some of Christ's post-resurrection appearances. After his resurrection, the Bible records that there were some things that were different about Jesus. Matthew 28, 9 records that the, woman, the women on the morning after the resurrection grabbed hold of Jesus' feet and fell down and worshipped him. While Luke 24, 36 records that Jesus just suddenly appeared in the midst of some disciples. Verse 37 goes on to say, and these disciples were startled and frightened thinking that they had seen a ghost. John 20, 19 records that Jesus came through the wall of a room that was locked where 10 of the apostles were meeting. And John 20, 27 records that after doing the same thing again, only this time with Thomas present, that Jesus said, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting Thomas and believe. But notice that Jesus, in these resurrection appearances, could still be touched. He could still be recognized. His heavenly body was different, but not totally different. His heavenly body was heavenly, and our heavenly bodies will be heavenly as well. Paul writes these things to encourage us to be faithful to Christ in the daily lives that we live now. He wants us to remember that as we place our faith in Christ and his resurrection, that his victory is our victory. And where he is, we shall be, that he has gone before us to prepare a place for us. And that Christ has won the victory and death has lost its sting. And so Paul wants us to know that as we are faithful, we can look forward with anticipation to that time when we shall too be with Christ and we shall be like Christ. A week and a half ago, I buried my own mother. Part of my testimony about my mom is because of her faith that there's never been a time in my life when I haven't known Jesus. That through her prayers and through her devotions, through her 
taking me to Sunday school, making sure I was an acolyte, reading Bible stories to me as I grew up, that I've known my entire life knowing Jesus because of her. I was fortunate to be able to spend a few days with my mom before she passed. And one of the things that the last word she said to me is, Ron, I love you. And that means a lot. But my wife, as we were praying with my mom, looked at my mom. And she said, Louise, when Jesus comes for you, simply take his hand and go with him. And my mom smiled and she nodded her head. And about two days later, Jesus came for her. And she took his hand and very peacefully went to be with him. She was filled with faith and joy, and that faith gives comfort to all of us. But we should remember that this life is not the end, that this life is merely a gateway to a deeper and richer life with Jesus. That as we place our faith in him, we have much to anticipate, much to look forward to. And I look forward to that time where I will go to be with the Lord. I will recognize my mom when I get there, my dad, those of, of my family that I love, and that we will know the presence of the Lord together. And so we are a people of great peace in the midst of death because we have a message of life. And that message of life is that Christ has won the victory. Christ has risen from the dead. Hallelujah. And the message is, and so will we also. Amen. Amen.